0: Welcome to the Echocast episode 115. This is a podcast about the Division 2. It's community news, speculation and updates. I am Bond Diesel. I do Division stuff such as this podcast, Twitch streams and YouTube videos. Please take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. It helps the show get noticed. This week, we have the State of the Game Recap, some Division 2 news and speculation, community updates and topics, and some content updates and such. I want to thank this month's Patreon supporters, Hassan, Christian, Darren, Justin, Tim, PK, and DJ. If you would like to support this podcast and my other content, please check out patreon.com slash bonddiesel. Okay. This is going to be a ranty one. So prepare your butts on the state of the game recap this week. Uh, there's not much, but I have a lot to say about it. So let's jump right in. We had Hamish, Bruce, and Nikki talking about TU 10.1, uh, and some raid, uh, stuff. Uh, They talked about TU 10.1. It's expected to drop on July 21st and will include more balancing and things that were not ready for the title update 10 release. Uh, It also includes a bunch of PVP balancing. Um, So I'm going to be straight up. They went into a somewhat deep dive, um, basically a bunch of small details uh, about what this update is going to have and i'm not gonna summarize it all if you care about every single detail i highly suggest you go and check out the vod uh let's see and then the other main topic was talking about they uh this was early in the show that there was an rpg bug with a certain gear set that it would basically cause uh players to have unlimited rpgs (laughs) so that was obviously abused uh it's being investigated and they will adjust the leaderboards as needed so my thoughts on this state of the game um uh, they also released some pictures of the cosmetics that are coming i'll get to that uh the title update 10.1 changes seem fine um but I think that a lot of people, maybe it's just me, um, are kind of bored about hearing every one of these little changes they're making because they change it you know, one time and then the next update is that they're changing it back or they're making it more severe. Um, obviously, I think it's good to talk about the changes and why they're doing them, but sometimes it kind of feels like instead, they could just put them in patch notes and then discuss them Um, because it gets to the point where it feels like there's never news about the game basically there hasn't been news about the game since warlords of new york was announced Um, and instead they're just kind of fluffing these shows with just all of these like exacting details that one most people don't hardly listen to and don't understand and two just get used against them um, when people are quote unquote discussing the game so I'm glad there seems to be some people who enjoy these deep dives. Um, but this deep into the game, I'm just not excited about balancing changes and bug fixes and stuff. This is stuff that should have been handled by now. Um, and here we are. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm just kind of tired of hearing about it, but I do appreciate that they're trying to be transparent um, and tell us so another topic uh that they brought up that i think is interesting is I'm, I'm curious to what's going to happen with the world's first um so with the iron horse raid uh, they acknowledge that there's this rpg bug um, that allows the rpg to be fired multiple times even though it's only supposed to be fired once uh, per the mechanics of the raid um and i believe and please correct me if i'm wrong that the the world's first on pc which was the first group to beat the raid at all um, that there's footage that they were using this um so in theory they should lose their status as the world's first Um, the only notable person i'm aware of that was on that team was solid fps i don't believe he was the one doing it um And I've seen footage of it being done supposedly during his raid. I am not 100% sure. So please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, What's interesting is that if they take that away, the second place team, as far as we are aware, was the POG team, the POG clan uh, with Marco and some other people uh, who after the raid just came out and said, like, yeah, we exploited shade levels and we had a guide um, about this this raid that no, that other people didn't have access to, uh, therefore, you know, they were essentially, some people said that they were admitting or coming clean. I found them to be bragging about cheating. Um, cause they don't care if they get banned or whatever. I mean, they, they've already, it's already shown that these guys seem like they can't do wrong in the eyes of Massive and Ubisoft, because they just keep getting supported by them um, despite their actions and behavior. Uh, So, you know, this guide that they had access to, um, you know, we'll talk more about in a moment, but uh, it it seems that it didn't have like exact details that gave everything away. And they didn't win (laughs) the race, um, even though, you know, it's very possible that some people. Um, that lots of people had access to this right now. We only know, um, of, uh, of a few, um, it's also a little bit extra complicated because at least the, the last that I'm aware of, um, Hamish, who's part of the massive, um, kind of community team around division two is in the pog clan. Um, and has been what I would call friendly, um, with the people in that clan, um, I, I think it's weird, um, considering the behaviors and attitudes of a lot of the people in that clan for him to associate with them. I think that's very odd. Um, I, I like Hamish a lot. Uh, he's, I've been interacting with him, uh, myself, uh, for as long as I can remember in my involvement in this community. Um, I appreciate his attitude and his style, um, but kind of joking about this stuff, uh, and, 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 and just the optics of it are pretty terrible. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of conflicted about uh, the whole situation. Uh, I, I think that we'll talk about the raids, um, and how I think this kind of impacts them a bit. And, uh, and yeah, so, and then the final thing is they showed, uh, you know, the four new cosmetic sets coming in the next event. Um, they're fine. They're like supposed to be like themed behind certain agents. Um, I think they look kind of bad. I, I don't, I'm not like excited to get them. Um, I really thought they would do a rogue set at least one. I thought, One that they would do like one rogue set, and um, but no, we just have four kind of generic looking agent costumes. Um, I mean, they're fine, there's one that has a hood, so obviously people like that. Uh, but I just don't, I don't know, I don't get it, I don't understand. I feel so out of touch. Um, I I don't know who's saying like you know, what kind of cosmetics should we add to this game? The first game had lots of just kind of normal clothing and tons of different options for each type uh, that people really enjoyed. And then we brought out some more uh, interesting or crazy sets. I think this time we should just not do all the stuff that everyone liked and just make sure we can sell microtransactions. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I I obviously can't verify that that's their point, but uh, it it is kind of weird. Um, to me there's just something about the agents that the gear it's like none of the gear like fits the character model right it's all like kind of weird um and there's no like layering of the gear it just seems like there's just like a t-shirt with like a backpack where like i've been playing a lot of other games you know even games like call of duty and stuff if you look at their character designs they're like layered. Um, my best example is Escape Tarkov, where like, you know, obviously you layer gear on that because that's the way the gear system works, but there's just something about the aesthetic and the appearance of the characters in that game where like it like makes sense. It's like, yeah, these guys are like independent, these kind of like Supermen. Um, you know. And so you would think that the agents would have like a lot of equipment and that would all kind of make sense and kind of be layered on top of itself. Um, I think a decent number of the enemies that we fight kind of feel like that. Um, the black tusk and the true sons, especially where our agents just seem like they're just like some people who like threw on a t-shirt and their school backpack and they started shooting stuff. Um, I don't know. I I think it's, I think I have an issue with just the base character design of this game. Um, I felt like division one kind of had that issue, but especially as you geared up and you had like a better gear as you leveled up, I felt like the gear did start to seem more like meaty and more chunky. Um, And and it, at least it wasn't as noticeable. Um, I think the fact that the characters in division two, like their faces just look weird and dead and their hair all looks super weird. Uh, Someone, of course me talking about hair. Uh, can we, can we, uh, can we enjoy the joke there? But you you know what I mean? It's, I I don't know. I'm not super impressed by, by the sets that we're getting. I'm kind of bummed. I was really hoping there'd be something cool finally. Um, but I'll probably still grind for it. So what do I know? (laughs) Okay. Uh, we're going to get into the raid and talk about, um, a lot of stuff around the raid and that event, uh, as well as some other stuff. So, uh, let's hit this mid roll and we will keep chatting. Okay. So the iron horse raid. Um, so we'll talk about a few aspects of it. Uh, so just the release in general. Um, so I think it, it seemed like it went really well. Um, I know that there was a window where there were a lot of Delta errors. Um, it seems like there's a lot of people though who have come who have said like this was a really good raid like this content did what it was meant to do um unfortunately a lot of those people have also just come out and admitted to cheating um but that's a whole different issue we'll get to in a second but um it, it does seem like overall the people who were wanting this to be um you know in game content got what they wanted and i think that's super cool Uh, when it comes to the completion of it, like I said, solid FPS and his clan, um, completed the raid first on PC followed by, I think Xbox was the next up that had a first. And then I think PS4 was the last one, which honestly is kind of surprising because, um, I imagine the PS4 player base is larger, um, therefore more people in it. So you would think they would have, you know, know, maybe a, a faster completion, but I guess not um then came the cheating admissions i kind of spoke about marco styles um and i think a sleepy o or whatever that person's name is and, and some other people in that clan um, admitted to exploiting shade levels um, and using the secret pdf guide um, to kind of assist them with the raid bosses um, the origins of the guide are kind of murky um, it does not seem like it came from massive or ubisoft Um, Part of why before I said that Hamish being in that clan um, is kind of some bad optics is that it kind of insinuates that maybe he gave them that information. Um, I don't believe he did. I I think he's more professional than that. And um, surely he wouldn't trust those guys to keep that secret. I, I don't i i think you know i'm pretty sure he's smarter than that um that you can't trust any of those dudes any further than you can throw them um so it seems like you know there was someone who came out on the reddit um on the division two subreddit and did kind of like an ama like hey i'm the one who did that guide um it seems like the information was basically gotten from um some data mining some people have argued that the information in the document couldn't all have been gotten from data mining. I, I don't know. Uh, so I'm not going to make a pass or a judgment on that. Um, and, but that's just, it's just a crappy situation. Um, the, the last topic that I thought was kind of frustrating about this whole thing was, was they did Twitch drops, which, uh, the division has done drops before. Um, and I believe it's always been, uh, where anyone who's in the directory, you can get drops, which is, I that's how it should be. It's going to boost everyone. It's obviously always going to extra boost the big people, but it it does bring more people in and, and it kind of even gives like smaller streamers, um, a little bit more attention, even if it's kind of artificial. Well, this time they decided to pick a select list of creators to highlight and, um, multiple people on that list are some of the most toxic individuals I have ever interacted with in this community. Um, long-term and short-term, unfortunately, uh, people who have, you know, just been really crappy. Um, I can't remember if Marco and those guys were on the list. I assume they were. Uh, and so obviously that looks bad as well. Um, one of the people on the list was, was someone who had been banned from Twitch, um, recently, but long enough ago that I don't know why they were still on the list. Um, and then one of the people selected that was on the list, I guess didn't see the value in the drops. They they didn't even stream on Twitch, they streamed on YouTube, so they gave up. So I, I think that there was probably kind of a feeling by some of the people on that list um, that there were a select number of people who were going to uh, benefit the most from those drops. Um, and so one of them just straight didn't even stream on Twitch. Uh, which i thought was kind of interesting now let me be very clear there were also multiple people on that list who i believe are really good community members and do a really good job of represent representing themselves in the game Um, so i'm definitely not like trying to call everyone out you know there's multiple people that were on there i think tony t was on there pwn there are multiple people who are great people and i um, and i'm glad they got that attention um, uh, but there were also multiple people on there. I'm not going to call people out. I'll be a pansy about it. Um, if you, if any of you follow me on Twitter though, you'll, uh, or if you know, if you follow all of the people who are on that list, I have to imagine, uh, you can do one plus one and figure out, um, who I'm talking about, because if you're still listening to this podcast, you probably agree with me. Maybe not. I just... I don't know why even in division one, when the game first came out, there's just such a weird amount of support, um, from the division behind, um, kind of these people who, who have, I think been bad for the community, like significantly bad, um, in the long run, especially, um and and you 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 can't control who the community supports i think this game i think simply the concept of the dz brought a large number of less than desirable community members Um, not to say that they aren't outweighed significantly by the people who are here to have fun and have a good time and talk about the game and the lore and all of that Um, but but despite those people, there's still a, a sizable chunk um, who are just kind of awful, you know, and and at any given time, the, the, the quote unquote biggest or most successful creators in the division uh, one and two have been people that I have to imagine most other game devs and and studios would not want associated with their game. Um, definitely not like actively, um, and giving them all kinds of attention, uh, and, and support of, of different types, flying them out to events and so on. Uh, and, and, and you know, there may be someone who listens to this or, or who doesn't, <laughs> who would say, well, you, you were fl- born, you were flown out to an event to two events actually. Uh, and I think you're a toxic asshole. Okay. Fair enough. That's fine. Uh, but I'm calling this as I see it. And uh what I'm calling is that I think while they can't control the community and who becomes popular and stuff like that, they they definitely haven't done any favors to themselves uh and the people that they've continuously shown uh benefit to. Um and it's really weird because it seems like half the time the creators they choose to highlight or, you know, to to retweet or whatever, are people who um, either pretend to like the game when they're paid to play it. There was someone specifically who, I forget what content it was, uh, is Warlords or something, who like threw a fit and refused to play it on stream because uh, they were so supportive of the game, but Ubisoft would not pay them to, to play this new content, which is like, blew my mind. Um, because I believe that individual had gotten multiple free trips, uh, from Ubisoft specifically for the division. Um, but it seems like they either really put their money into the people who just don't care about the game at all, but aren't really that significant of creators when they paid for Dr. Disrespect and shroud and those people to play who obviously don't give a damn about the division. That's fine. Um, That was great. Those are big numbers. Those are big eyes to have on the game, even if you know that they don't really give a damn about the game. They're just taking their payday. But when you're talking about people who pull like, you know, 50 to 100 viewers, maybe a couple hundred, um, who don't really seem to care about the game yet you're still supporting them over and over, or you're going after people who are very dedicated to the game, but simply are just make sensational and craptastic, awful videos and content and streams about it. You just, you can't do that because then that takes people who, who are grinding it out and who are positive. And I'm not saying that they, this comes up all the time, but you know, I'm not saying that someone's toxic just because they criticize the game that's perfectly reasonable. I've criticized the game more in the last six months than I probably ever have. And I still consider myself positive about the game. I like the game a lot. Um, but I'm talking about people who just straight make stuff up or who really just stoke the fires of, of negativity and, and go after the devs personally and just say all kinds of stupid crap all the time because they know it's going to get them clicks on their 600 few view video or oh, they might hit 5,000 this time, which is not impressive in the grand scheme of things, but they, but they still put them on that list or people who say they're the voice of the community and, and have community state of the games, even though, you know, Splinter Shield has been doing those for a few years uh, and pretending like they speak for everyone when they barely speak for anyone but themselves. It's, um but there they are on that list of Twitch drops. And it was just, it's just such a bad look. Now, obviously, this is only my opinion. You know, anyone else can look at that list and be like, these all seem like fine people to me. And that's cool. I disagree. Um, but it, it's it's very uh, and I'm not saying in any way, shape or form that I thought I deserved drops or something. Here's a secret. I haven't streamed Division two in like two months. I don't want to, at least not right now. I I may soon actually, but I don't care. I don't get my streaming career is essentially over. I still am trying to, to do my thing and do this podcast and everything, but I've got this tiny human downstairs right now. Who's just taking up. That's my life now. Um, it's, but what I do feel bad for the people who, who are still trying to grind it out and we're not on that list. Um, it just must be really disheartening. And just as someone who wants to get more involved in the game and the community again, to see them make these same mistakes over and over and over and over again, um, with the people they support and the way they support them, it's just, it's very disheartening. I think, um, (sighs) I, I think a big problem this game, has had in the long term, and I've seen multiple people bring it up. I think it's like Paris Lilly brought it up. Um I think PwnStar talked about it. Is the division has no leadership in its community. Where if you look at games like Destiny and stuff like that, there's people in the community who are respected generally by everyone um, who put out good content. Like I've seen it with escape from Tarkov. I've seen it with destiny where there's these people who everyone may not love their content, but they're like a source of, of of like leadership in the community. And the division doesn't have that because at any given time, the most popular people in the division community are immature, silly, fake like assholes. And when, when that's who, that's who rises to the top in your community, your community is going to reflect that. And, and I think the divisions community does. Um, I mean, even to this point, even if you considered some of the people who were podcasters and, and, and personalities like that, um, you know, those, those podcasts are gone. Um, And unfortunately, some of those podcasts went the way of the people I'm talking about um, that became kind of bitter and toxic and um, or just quit, you know. So uh, and and that sucks because that was like the one area where I thought maybe there was some leadership um, and now it's not there. And I don't think I am. I I think I've uh, skewed way too many people against me um, who support some various people and groups that I just personally, can't stand. Um, and so I've not done a very good job of extending an olive branch and I'm going to be straight up. I don't really want to, uh, all the people I've ever had quote unquote beef with are people I don't want to please. I, if they like me, I'm a worse person than I currently am. So I'm not going to be the one that's going to pull out the leadership. And, and honestly, I mean this in the best possible way, but I don't think this, the, the, the division community as a whole is even redeemable. Um, I think it's too late. I think it's, I, I, I can't see how it would ever change because the most positive people in the community, the people who I think are the, the most reasonable to deal with are people who like tweet a couple of times a week and don't make content and don't stream or anything. they are people who just like the game and those, um, and it doesn't seem like those people hardly exist in, in the, in the, in the, in the bright lights, you know, um, it's tough. Um, I'm sure I'm missing, I know. And there's probably creators I've never even heard of who really are great and have like good followings and stuff like that. But man, it seems like about three fourths of the time when I see someone being highlighted by the official division Twitter or something like that. Or I see a clan being uh, talked about or being highlighted. It, it, it seems like there's always a list or there's multiple people <laughs> where you're just like looking at with your eyes get kind of big and kind of put your head in your hand and think like, w- no, <laughs> why? Um, but you know, that is what it is. Uh, I think kind of the final part of this and just kind of talking about division two in general is kind of asking about and thinking about like future content. Um, I've seen some people kind of talking about and even kind of ask me like, hey, do you think this Ubisoft forward event on the 12th? um is going to drop some like really cool division information Um, so the only thing we've heard so far is i believe that there's a hint that there's like a division two character easter egg um i am not gonna look too much into that because it's probably gonna be something stupid (laughs) um it's gonna be like shade agents and hunters and brahalla like which is fine that's a neat little crossover um but i'm not expecting it to be anything actually exciting from a like a division uh, standpoint um so i'm in like a weird position where i'm i'm currently under an nda that affects this conversation so let me be clear about that um i can only say so much uh without saying something right um what i will say is um i typed up some stuff i said here before i got any information. So, and and this all seems safe. So what I'm going to say is I don't believe that there's going to be any significant division two news. Um, because for whatever reason, they don't like to hype us until the last minute, even warlords of New York. We only found out about it like two weeks before it came out. Um, I don't know, even the initial like content, like Calendar for division one, uh, two for division two, year one was like kind of bad. It, they did f- actually kind of stick to it, which I'll give them credit for. Um, But it didn't hardly give any information, and since then they've just not given us anything. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know why there's not a roadmap. It, it, it's so frustrating. It, it's it's just maddening. Um, And and instead of a roadmap, what we tend to get is hmm, I think That'd be cool. If something, something cool was coming because the problem is, is that they, it seems like their main way of hyping up the community is to like deny that there's something coming with a wink. And the problem is, is that, uh, well, the, the, the problem is twofold with that one. Uh, this community has, and I'm sure every game community does this, But this one in particular has a awful habit of when they have, if if they leave an inch, this community takes 50,000 miles. So every time they'd be like, oh, well, there may be something kind of cool coming. You instantly see people be like, oh my God, they're going to add Philadelphia and all of lower Asia to the map. It's just like, no, no, they, they aren't that that's, it's not going to happen um they're gonna add like a mask (laughs) like that's what ends up coming out and then people are always disappointed um warlords of new york i think is the first time um that people have ever had their expectations blown away with division after its initial release And, and i don't mean that in like an insulting way it's just real like they, they do such an awful job of hyping this game up because they either set expectations way too high. Um, or they just don't give us any expectations at all. And, and it's so frustrating. So I don't, I think there's content coming kinda for division two. Uh, I don't expect them to show any of it at Ubisoft forward. I, I just don't. Um, I still stand by that. I think warlords of New York was like the last gasp of division two. I, I don't expect another big update next March. Um, what I do expect is a division three announcement. If you want me to be totally honest, um, for division three and it's a next gen only game, cause then they have a lot of tools they can use that they can't currently do on, you know, seven, eight year old console hardware um i do we do know that the skyscraper mode is coming my bet is that they're going to announce division three next march and there's going to be an update about the same time that that warlords of new york was uh but i think that they're going to release it uh and i think it's going to be like a smaller update i could be wrong i hope i'm wrong but I, I think people I've seen so many people expecting like another Warlords of New York um, amount of content to drop. And I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we're ever going to restore the castle in D.C. I don't think we're ever going to see um, a lot of the things that we hoped we would see. Um, and, and that's a bummer if I have to be totally honest. So, yeah, it's super fun show, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, moving on to some community topics. Um, so the reaction to the raid, I kind of talked about already, um, but a question I asked and I posted it to my um, at the EchoCast Twitter account, um, and I ran it for a week, and I got 319 responses. Honestly, not um, it's not that's not a significant number. Um, so you know, take what I'm about to say um, with some uh, you know, uh, skeptical outlook, uh, for that reason. But what I asked was, uh, was in hindsight, are the raids, you know, were they worth it? Um, so we know that they're, you know, Ubisoft, Annecy, that's all they've done. They've worked on the first two raids and that's their focus. That's what that's been. Those two studios or, or that studio, as far as I know, uh, for the last two years have worked on the raid on the raid one and two. Um, and my question was just simply trying to ask, was it worth that investment of resources and people, um, that in theory could have been used on other content. Um, and so the response was, uh, 38% saying, yes, it was worth it. And people responding that they liked the raid and 62% saying no. And people also responding. And from reading the responses, it seems like the people who are happy about the raids, like appreciate the spectacle of it. They appreciate the, um, the, the event itself and a few people just act like they genuinely enjoy running the the raids, um, putting a group together and doing it. And that's all reasonable. Um, a lot of the people who voted no, which is the camp I'm in, um, kind of mirrored a lot of what I've been kind of saying in that it, I feel like the raids now feel a lot like a, a spectacle, an event that was only really meant to give the game attention a couple of times. Um, the first raid absolutely accomplished that. Um, I I don't remember the exact numbers that they hit on Twitch and stuff with the first raid, but it was big. I mean, you had people like Professor Broman and stuff like that playing it. Now they quit because they couldn't get past the first boss, I think, uh, after like seven hours. Um, But I believe that was a, a pretty successful PR event. Uh, on the other hand, I don't, the second raid, I only remember seeing Twitch top out at like 25 or 30,000 people viewing. Um, and most of those were on obviously the top, you know, few streamers. Um, and so to me, and now with this controversy and all of that, I, I really think that a vast majority of the player base i mean right now the last time i looked um on each platform it was only five to ten percent of active players completed the raid Um, i have not completed the normal raid one i've done i did the easy one and it was i just did a random group and we wiped it pretty quickly um because i i mean i understood the the way it works i've watched a lot of people do it but after doing it I, i thought the gun that i thought the um the reward you know the, the exotic uh, M4 I think is super ugly I don't like the way that that gun looks at all um and so I'm a big aesthetic person with this game and I know it's a really good gun but I don't want it um and unfortunately I feel kind of the same about Iron Horse when I saw the original pictures of this double-barreled assault rifle um or M4 I'm like wow that's super freaking cool uh and then when I read about the way it works I'm like yep I am never <laughs> I have zero desire to, uh, to, to, to get that. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I you know, I feel like when you have two thirds, you know, 200 something of these people who responded, obviously, you know, that's a small number. And, and at the end of the day, but I think, I just don't think it was like, I understand before the game came out, I was really excited for raids, I thought division two was going to play out a lot differently for me than it has. Um, I didn't expect to have a child, uh, during, uh, the, the life of this game. I didn't expect, um, to almost stop streaming when the game came out because I was sick and had other stuff going on. Um, so I guess I thought I would have a solid group of people. I would play these things with and stuff like that. And that's not how it worked out. So maybe that's why I don't care about it. But I still, I really think this game would have been a lot healthier if whatever this skyscraper mode came out six months ago, because they didn't work on the raids and they worked on that instead. Uh, if if the, the resources they put in to these raids would have been spent on balancing and bug fixing. And uh, so that, you know, a year and a half later, we weren't still doing very basic bug fixing and balancing of the game um which are things that have frustrated a lot of the player base um i don't think the raids were worth it and i kind of hope there's not another one and i hope for whatever division three might be Um, I have a lot of hopes for division three, uh, that a lot, a lot of people probably wouldn't like. Um, but my main one or or a big one is that I hope the raids are gone. I I don't think they were worth it. I think four man incursions, like what we had in division one, uh, would have been way more popular. Um, but that's just me. Okay. The final kind of big topic I have here is to talk about the hunters. So I made a post that actually caught a decent amount of attention, and, and just kind of saying like, Hey, we're like a year and a half into division two. And the only way we can fight a hunter right now is in that one side mission and in a bunch of puzzles that where you can acquire the hunter mask. So this is where, you know, opinion takes over, but I think the puzzles for the hunter mask and to fight the hunters are the most tedious awful way to present the coolest thing in the division world i i have no idea actually i do so i get why the puzzles exist um now what's funny is when the game first came out people figured out like half the puzzles before the game released because they left screenshots of the of the puzzles in like promo pictures now maybe they meant to do that um they probably did i hope But like the hunters are the coolest things in the the division. And in the division one, they were in survival is when we first saw them, which was awesome. And then they put them in the underground, which was pretty cool. Um, That was actually my preferred place to fight them. And then they put them in resistance, which that mode itself is just kind of like an arcade mode. So whatever. And then they started putting them in legendaries and that could have been cool but for some reason they made the hunters work with the lmb even though they came out and said later it's not canon they it's just they, it's just for that mission and then i think what was even more offensive was that the hunters at the end of these legendary missions were just tanks they they, they were just de- they they weren't any different than a normal hunter except that they were insanely hard to kill because they just had a billion health points and so they weren't even fun because they were just tedious to fight because they were just so tough that it wasn't even fun it was just like a chore to beat them and then what so with division two i figured they would say yep people didn't seem to like the legendaries uh but they did like the underground and survival okay Let's make sure they can get their hunter fix. And when the game first came out, I thought we were set. I thought we were good to go because you play your first few missions. You get into the game, you get into the east side of the map and you you do the side mission where you're supposed to go respond to an agent in trouble. And you walk into this room and the lights go out and the lights pop on. And there's a dude hung from a bunch of cables and then a hunter attacks you. So I'm like, holy crap. There's a hunter in a side mission. They're going to go in on hunters this time. And then after that, uh, you start, you know, at night, you may notice that your, your UI glitches out. And if you look around, you'll find there'll be like a hunter up on top of a building or or somewhere in the distance, just kind of watching you. Right. And if you shoot at them, they puff into a, you know, a mist of smoke and disappear. They won't fight you. So I remember when that was a thing and being like, sweet. Uh, at some point they're going to start actually attacking us and that's going to be like our new interaction with hunters. And, and then that didn't happen. And instead, you know, people figured out the puzzles, the first, whatever, eight or however many uh, masks there were. And it was like, oh, okay. But after I do that, now I can't fight them anymore. They're just gone. So that sucks. And then war, and then warlords of New York got teased. And at the end of the official teaser, it showed the hunter. And I'm like, yes, finally in New York, or maybe even in DC, there's going to be some new way to interact with them. And not only was that not true, what they actually did was give us more puzzles in DC and New York, and they made them way more tedious where you have to walk around an entire half of the map turning statues, or even worse, the ones where you have to activate the steps during a certain time of the day or night, and then one where you have to activate one thing during the day in a certain range of time, and then activate another thing at night during a certain time. I just can't these things are cool when people are trying to figure them out because it is fun for those people to figure the clues out and put things together. But then as soon as you know how to do it, it's just tedious. That's not fun. Maybe, maybe people disagree with me. Maybe there's people who say, I love having to spend a insane amount of time trying to spawn these hunters. And that being the only way I can do it. Uh, I'd be hard pressed to find someone who feels that way. I think, And then on top of that, when you are able to spawn them, my experience, uh, I'm talking specifically about the one where you have to turn the lion statues on the West side of the DC map. Um, I, I believe I've done that four or five times now. And each time the hunter spawns, I shoot, we shoot each other for a minute. I start to get his armor down and he runs down the street and despawns. It's a. And then and then you have to reload the game and you have to do all the steps again and spawn them again and i just stopped um because there were a couple in new york as well where um i started to do them and i realized like oh you have to do this one at night and during the day which means that you have to just hang out or i guess you could just do other stuff but i just want to do the hunters i just want to fight hunters <laughs> i'm not looking for a puzzle every time i want to fight them and so the fact that they went that way with it is just really kind of a bummer i I don't know. I I think that the kind of final kick in the nuts to me too was the hunter cosmetics. They locked one of them behind this really overcomplicated and kind of silly system of inviting a friend to come play the game. And then you had to play with them on like a couple missions. And then it would unlock this hunter outfit, which actually looked pretty cool. Um, even on character but then with warlords of New York, there was a cosmetic set that was also the hunter, which is like, Oh cool. And then you put it on and it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It looks terrible. And then on top of that, it just doesn't make any sense. Why would a shade agent wear a hunter outfit? Anyways, my whole idea with the hunter cosmetics was always that I thought it would have been cool if they would have given us like cosmetics that were like a trophy where like it would be something an agent would wear to show people like yeah i've i've murdered a hunter so maybe it would be like their mask like hanging off the side of their hip or something like like it would be like a like a thing of like yeah i'm a hunter killer uh, and not but not dressing up like a hunter like why would why would a shade agent dress up like a hunter it doesn't make any sense like literally the hunters just kill shade agents why would you <sighs> doesn't make any sense I hate it, <laughs> but, um, I, I don't know. I suspect the hunters are going to be involved in the skyscraper, uh, mo- in, in the mode that we're getting. Uh, I bet they're going to be like a boss or something like that. Um, but, but we don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. Um, I will say it's nice that we have those randomly spawning rogue agents that come after you take over a control point or they just wander the open world um, or they come in during missions. Those are cool. They're fun to fight. Honestly, I've gotten to the point where I would rather fight a rogue agent NPC than a hunter because you can do it without tedious, awful tasks. I just thought this was one of those things where like, the way that they overused hunters in the first game made it seem like they got it. Like they understood like, Oh, people like hunters. We should include hunters early and often. Uh, and then someone else must've been like, you know what we should do instead? We should make them tedious as hell and limited. And I hope someone was like, I think that's a bad idea. And that person just didn't have the clout to change their minds. Um, um, I don't know. And then they put the stupid one in with the smiley mask. That's not even a hunter mask. The hunter mask are those ballistic masks with the two holes and then a weird design on it. I'm cool with that. But don't give them a smiley mask. That's like blue. I don't. <sighs> like sometimes I feel like the way that they do the division is they they take ideas from from two different people for a while. They take ideas from like a Tom Clancy writer, you know, who's been around forever and, and it has like a gritty, like cool idea of what the, what the game should be. And then they're like, okay, we're done with you for a little bit. Okay. Now it's your turn. And this person likes puppies and swim trunks and high fives. And so then they let them do some stuff and they're like, okay, stop. Okay. Let's bring back the other guy. And cause there's just such a weird, like disjointedness sometimes in this game that just doesn't make any sense. But what do I know? I'm just a chubby dude complaining on the internet okay uh so for a few content updates um if you listen to the state of the game they did talk about how there is a uh, they're on summer break at massive uh, this happens every single year and every single year everyone in the community goes why isn't there any news it's because in sweden they have like respect for the people who work there and they get mandatory it's like three weeks i think off but people take it like different times so for us what it means is that there's like a five week window where we just don't get much information uh not that we were gonna get any anyways but uh what that means is i i don't know what i'm gonna do with the show exactly i've been doing it every other week there's some xbox news coming so i may focus on the xbox dadcast for a while um maybe i'll still do this i will do another episode of echocast probably next week um if ubisoft forward has something for division 2 um again i'm not actually expecting that but i'll keep my my eyes open Um, so just keep an eye on my Twitter. It's at bond diesel on what I'm doing with the show. You can also follow at the echo cast to kind of see what I'm doing. One thing I am considering doing during their break is doing like a division two review. Okay. So 17 months in or a year and a half in here's my, here's my updated review of division. Should you buy it? All of that. And maybe I'll release that as like a video and a podcast. We will, um, we will see. And that's where I'm gonna wrap this baby up. I have ranted for 50 minutes so far. So if you're still listening, man, I do appreciate ya. <laughs> um I am Bon Diesel on Twitch where I try to stream a few times a week. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Bon Diesel or the podcast account at the echo cast if you want some cool the echo cast or bond diesel merch check out design slash shop slash Bondiesel, or just go to design and search bond diesel that's all I have so until next time I'm a 64-hour, 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 I'm a 64 hour i am 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 a 64 hour i